When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts' weekly podcast, brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. 1-2-1-2, one, two, one, two. those are the scores you would have been seeing from your FPL team. But it's always that someone who got a 15-pointer haul. And today, I'm joined by Andy, FPL Mode, but a pretty good game week with a Mitchell 15-pointer. How are you doing, Andy? And how did your game week go overall? Yeah, what a week to get me on, mate. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> of all the weeks we had to choose, you chose the worst game week in history in which I had an okay week. Yeah, I got very lucky this week. I had 15 points from Mitchell, got some points from Gordon and Bowen as well, which mm-hmm. got me on 41 points. So 300k green arrow up to 500k. I was... About 2.8 million three weeks ago. So mm. I'm very, very happy so far with how that's going. But um, yeah, not a great week for an awful lot of people. So it's going to test a lot of people's resolve this week. Yeah, I know because we've been seeing single digit numbers in a lot of managers, even below 20. I'm like, it's just one of those weeks, right? Like everything just that you thought would go well just didn't go well. Um, like yeah, that's all, literally almost it. All the forwards just like decided to have a day off. Um, the big yeah. hitters in midfield captains all just like yeah maybe next week <laughs> and and the biggest thing I guess as well which happened which people didn't expect was Haaland obviously went off at half time mm. and everybody was like oh no here we go all those people that went no Haaland this is their week and then Liverpool nothing. somehow drew one all with Luton and Salah did nothing yeah. and then you thought oh here we go then the Spurs boys are going to save everybody and they didn't do anything either and it just carried on all week it was absolutely mental and Villa obviously were in the middle of that as well mm. and it was just everybody that everybody kind of invested in in these last couple of weeks and built up to just absolutely the bed didn't yeah, they and it was exactly. just I, I just can't believe it yeah uh now we know Haaland is fine because he's playing right now um yeah. but uh, there is still the question of like from the Spurs boys, you got Madison. We don't know what, how, like whether it was just like ankle roll similar to Haaland and if he'll be fine or not. Um, then we had uh, the, the the Villa boys. I bought uh, Watkins on a game week 10 wildcard and he's decided to just stop. He's like, okay, I'm not playing football anymore, you know? Uh, not score, oh, score. You broke him. You uh, broke probably. him. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, me and every other game week 10 wildcard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we'll talk about all of that um but uh you need to tell me the secret of success from two point something to like what 400 400k oh yeah uh yeah so i'm 500k 500k now. oh you need to tell me i'm yeah. just still stuck in like i'm like 1.2 1.4 1.2 1. 1.4 <laughs> so i'm just still stuck <laughs> in this loop um so. oh i i got quite lucky in game week eight obviously wild carded and wild carded into a team that I thought was good for the future, not just the mm. next couple of game weeks. So for instance, I got Gordon in in game week eight and had to bench him because he was suspended. But since he's come back in, he's looked very good. Wilson mm. got injured tonight as well. So it could be that he's playing up top at the weekend, which yeah. is massive as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just got players that I thought 
might not necessarily immediately have the greatest fixtures, but I knew I would want for a lot of lovely fixture runs coming up because mm. I, I needed to build up that team value as well because my team value, I wildcarded and I had 99.7 to spend. I've now up to about 103. So it's gone up really quickly yeah. because obviously I've, I've looked at those fixtures and I just kept looking at the fixture runs and thinking, I need to get these players in for their fixture runs that are coming. So for instance, West Ham, yeah. their nice fixture run is now. But luckily, Bowen scored me two goals before the fixture runs even started. So he's gone up loads. Gordon's done exactly the same, although Gordon's fixtures aren't that nice. But mm. he's he's so talismanic in that team at the moment. And they're putting up more XG than most teams. So obviously, that's why I got him in there as well. But a lot of it is luck as well. You know, there's a lot of players there that I hit the wildcard button on the Saturday morning as soon as deadline happened, knowing that there were certain players going up. And it, and it's just it's just happened quite well. But yeah, it's it's done okay. Obviously, this week was a big week, but mm. I think the two weeks after I wildcarded, I had two solid weeks of a million rise and then a million rise, and it's just it's just seemed to happen quite well. Captaincy hasn't helped. I I, yeah. I haven't been hitting the captains very well, but the rest of the team seems to have come in. Um, so there you go. It's just how it happens. I'll probably fall down again to about a million in a couple of weeks, but I'm enjoying it while it lasts. Fair enough. Yeah, the captaincy. I've missed it like all. Flex. I've hit sun. I've gone Haaland, then I went Salah, and then I went Haaland yeah. again. It was oh, each week the wrong one. But we'll talk about captaincy because this week is also very interesting. Uh, but we'll mm. do that later. Um, so let's start with Manchester City uh, versus Bournemouth. Uh, the fixture went all started to go wrong. Another week of Doku starting <laughs> instead of Grealish means less service for Haaland. And to make matters worse, he got subbed off at halftime with an ankle injury. Um, now, we did mention that he's playing now, so it's fine. And he should probably be playing for Chelsea as well, unless something else happens in this game. Um, but there is the case to be made to maybe sell him for, let's say, three to four game weeks. What do you think? Or well, at least that's what people are talking. And me, myself included, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. It's crossed my mind because I think an awful lot of people are looking at there's such tight budgets at the moment and a lot of people have literally zero or 0.1 in the bank and they want to move up to some sexier midfielders, let's say, um, or maybe, you know, upgrading their third striker. He does have Chelsea away, Spurs at home, uh, Liverpool at home and Villa away. It's not an awfully nice four game weeks, but then he does have Luton and Crystal Palace mm. and then a double game week after the blank. So if you're losing him, you're going to want to get him back. The thing I'd say and we've seen it a little bit this season already, is that Doku seems to play in the easy games and Grealish tends to play in the trickier games mm. because he offers that control from what Pep keeps saying. And the one thing I will say, I, I cannot see Doku not playing in these next four week game weeks. Like mm. I, He's going to get some minutes. He's going to start, what, probably two of those games? Yeah. But he does seem to hurt Haaland because yeah. obviously... Harlan becomes that foil and Harl and Doku seems to be the one that then gets all the chances. And he did look extremely good. Like, you know, he, he is a proper winger, a proper tricky winger, and he hasn't been kind of coached out of that eccentricity at the moment, like mm. Pep sometimes does with players. I think Harlan's going to do well in these next four weeks. Is he going to do as well as selling him and using that money elsewhere? Maybe not, but I still think he's going to do okay. If you look at the last three fixtures... It was Bournemouth, Man United, and there was a nice easy one before that as well, but I can't remember who it was. What was the fixture that he absolutely demolished? The United game. Which and and that was United. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And everybody thought that was the easy. Everybody thought that was the harder fixture yeah. of the last three weeks. So I In think Brighton he's going to do okay. It. Yeah. It's Brighton. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, he got a goal, didn't he? I think yeah. that was it. Um, so you look, Chelsea away. 
I think he can score a goal in that easily. I think he could score a few. Liverpool could be any any score, you know, against Liverpool. Mm. Spurs, I mean, we've just seen they've lost all of their defenders pretty much in one game, so that could be anything. Mm. And Villa, Villa are good at home, but Villa can also be very hot and cold as well. So if you are going to lose him, think about where you're going to use that money and do you think those upgrades that you're going to upgrade to is worth losing Haaland? Because the other thing is if you're spreading those funds, getting him back in in 16 is going to be tricky. If you've got a wild card, Mm. then I think it's a lot easier decision to make, but you're going to want him back in game week 16. Yeah, well, he's just scored a penalty. Um, so he's he? not, Yeah, exactly. Um, so I guess that's what you pay the big bucks for. But uh, yeah. the thing is, like, so those out of those four games, um, now, obviously what happened with, with Spurs and the injuries kind of makes, like, switches the game and the narrative as well, because... Um, initially, I would, I would have thought that would have been like a Grealish game, but now with like a lot of defenses, like all of their centre backs both are out for mm-hmm. both. Like that's Romero's last game, I think, serving suspension as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that could switch it to back to a Doku game as well, potentially to like get yeah. him back because we saw a lot of uh, the high line from Spurs yesterday, and Chelsea yeah. were getting quite like behind as well. So that could happen for City's case as well. Um, Villa. They also play another high line. That's another very attacking fixture. So it's the Chelsea-Liverpool games where you maybe see a bit more like control that City want to apply. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where I guess you go, you go your, like, your Jack Grealish, your Bernardo Silva, Foden, Stones plays in midfield. All of them play there to get more control. Means more service for Haaland and probably yeah. more points as well for Haaland. <laughs> I will say as well, game week 13, yeah. if you haven't looked at game week 13 yet, oh, it's a hard it is a horrific game week. Yeah. And Matt, I, I genuinely think Haaland will probably be the most captain player just through default. So if you don't have him, who else you're going to captain that week? I don't know. Unless you go really bold and go for like a, a Eze against Luton or something like that. I think it's going to be a really tough game week to call. So mm. um, yeah, if, if you do lose him, game mm. week 13 could be tough. Yeah, that's true because like City versus Liverpool. That's a yeah. I don't even know where I'm going. This the whole Doku situation feels like um when like when young Ronaldo joined United and Van Nistra is trying to make runs and he's like trying yeah. to do tricks. This is the same thing happening here. So we'll see where the Doku kind of gets like used to like giving crosses as well. But for yeah. now, I think it is impacting. But yeah, the the thing is where do you go right because. The only situation everyone's looking at is probably Enketia. And it seems like Gabriel Jesus has been included in the Brazil squad. So that means he's not too far away from fitness. Um, And then I guess you can upgrade as well because people might look to sell Watkins in a couple of weeks. So -hmm. the funds will free up there. So there'll be like a transfer of funds uh, potentially. Um, But yeah, can can Enketia actually managed to keep pace with Haaland while Arsenal are struggling to score goals. That's the... Yeah, that's a big move as well. Moving from Haaland to Nketiah, yeah. obviously that's a lot of funds. What's that, almost 10 mil? <laughs> yeah, exactly. up. Um, But I mean, I think if I was making the move, and I know we're probably going to talk about them a bit anyway, Darwin is probably going to be one of the more popular picks, I would say. Okay, so we will go to... Darwin I've led you in there. Yeah, exactly. Because next up, Luton versus Liverpool. Um, So it was pretty late in Australia, this one. So I woke up and I just 
couldn't believe a one-one score line. I was ready. I went to sleep. I was like, yeah, Sal is going to destroy me. But and because of my rank, he still gets me yeah. points. So I was like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll take it. Nice. Uh, but then after watching the highlights, all I can say is, ah, oh, Darwin Nunes does Darwin Nunes things. Uh, what did you think about the game? Oh, God. I, I, do you know what? When it started, because obviously I was a Harlan captain yeah. and I was just thinking, these Liverpool boys are going to ruin me. And I only had Salah. Simicast was benched which was the other player I had. Mm. And I know a lot of people had like Trent, Darwin, and I was, uh, I was just thinking, this is not good. And the game started and, and Luton started really well and I was quite impressed, but Liverpool were getting chances. And Darwin, it's the one thing you can always say about Darwin, he has the volume. Like he mm. has the volume of shots, he has quality shots as well. He gets in such good positions. He's got pace and power. He's such a good player, but he's just got that kind of Darwinism about him in terms of he could just seems to miss ridiculous yeah. chances. That one that was right under the crossbar and he managed to hoof over. I've got no idea how he did that. I've literally, I've watched it so many times and I just don't know how he did that. And I think that was a Salah cross as yeah, well. Uh, it was a Salah header and, right in front of him. Yeah. yeah. And you just think I, that is the type of player you're investing in. Mm. The thing is though, in terms of underlying stats, he's the only one that comes close to Haaland. Mm. And for 7.5 million, I think that's what he is at the moment, mm. for 7.5, I mean, he's worth a shot. It's just hard picking him over, say, a Watkins or something like that at the moment. But Watkins, you know, after this week, the fixtures dry up for four yeah. weeks. Do you move to someone like a Darwin? Because he's got, I mean, he's got City away in 13, so maybe not then. But then he's got Fulham at home, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace. So the fixtures are quite nice. Mm. I Personally, I love him. I, I think he's great. And if I could... I would I would be having him in quite quickly, but it's just the way my team is at the moment. I'm not going to be doing it, but I do think he's an asset that you look to invest in if you can. The one problem with Darwin always for me is his minutes. Now I'm a bit worried yeah. with Diaz back, uh, and mm-hmm. after his recent showing of unable to shoot, uh, that maybe Jota might be put to the striker spot and Diaz on that left yeah. wing. Um, but again, even when he comes on as a sub, he's just chaos and he just gets the chances. Yeah. Which is, yeah. um, it's it's a very frustrating player to own because you see him get all these chances, and for me at least, when he has time to think, he messes it up. When he doesn't have time yeah, to think, he just like puts it in. He, I swear, he's one of those rare players yeah. that if you don't own him, you're terrified of him, mm. and if you do own him, you're terrified of him as well. Like yeah. you will watch it as an owner or non-owner, and it's just terrifying to watch him play. But he is great fun as well in terms mm. of, you know, he's lowly owned. He's a great price as well. So he doesn't hurt your team that much. And if you want to go for it, I know, you know, on Scoutcast, Seb did it. He sold Harlan, got um, uh, Darwin in. Mm. And actually, he's done quite well recently. This week was the one where they thought they were going to do really yeah. well, but didn't. But the two weeks before that, they did okay. Mm. So I do think he's a good punt, especially over the next five weeks. Okay. We will continue to monitor, hopefully, because the fixture swing does come uh, for Liverpool as well uh, after that City yeah. game so and people will be looking to offload Watkins somewhere so he may yeah. be the punt to go for um, anyone else apart from Salah and Darwin from the Liverpool team that if people wanted to go for I, I mean I still don't think Simakas is a bad shout yeah. I think we knew that he was going to not play every game moving forward but he's still great value really Um Trent's fine. I, I think he's a lot of money for what we're getting for him this year. So mm. I probably wouldn't go there myself. Um, but that's probably it, really. The rest is just too much rotation. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be going for anybody else personally. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, now, let's move to the madness that was the London Derby. Spurs versus Chelsea. Mm. It had everything. Red cards, I mean, red cards, goals ruled out with VAR, injuries to key players, and even Jackson being able to find the net for some reason and scoring a hat-trick, which was even more madness. Uh, <laughs> with the injuries and suspensions to Spurs players, and yourself as a Sun owner, where do you stand? And for those maybe looking to get Sun, what do you think? Yeah, I I don't think I would be buying Son now. Mm-hmm. I think if you didn't have him, you've done well out the last fixture because obviously he didn't do anything. And I don't think I'd be looking to get him now. He's got Wolves away now, but then he's got Villa at home, Man City away, then West Ham, then Newcastle. Mm. I, I don't think those fixtures are that nice, to be perfectly honest. The one thing I will say is in game week 18, he does have the, uh, the Everton at home, which is nice considering that it's a blank game week. So, you know, he's not a, a, the worst hold because mm. he's he's on pens. But I have toyed with the idea of losing him. I, 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 I think game week twelve and thirteen are fine if you want to hold him. Mm. But a lot of people are looking to move to say a Brighton midfielder, an Arsenal midfielder, and I don't think it's the worst idea personally. But he is also a fine hold if you've got other issues, and people are going to have a lot of issues this week with the injuries we've seen and suspensions we've seen as well. I think he's a fine hold. He's on penalties. The one thing that did kind of make me feel a little bit better about it is that Ange obviously played that high line mm. even though he had nine men he is not going to change the way he plays and so with those fixtures coming up and him playing up front and on penalties you can guarantee they're going to be playing attacking football with a high line all game every game mm. even against nine you know even with nine men against Chelsea so I, I think he's a fine hold but if if you want to sell him I do kind of understand with this little run coming up soon okay fair enough um, and let's say for people who had Madison, now we aren't sure about the injury, whether it's too bad or not. If, let's say, the injury is like, let's say he's out for like a week or two, um, mm-hmm. where would we look to go in that specific? I guess you go back to the whole Brighton players. Um, maybe yeah. Bowen, if he's, because West Ham's fixtures are still good. Anywhere yeah, else? I think there's a few. Yeah, I think there's a few, to be honest. I think, like you said, Arsenal, if you haven't got Saka mm-hmm. yet, uh, I think that's a good way to go. Make sure you obviously don't go for Odegaard because it sounds like he's got a bit of an issue at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I think Brighton's fine. I would only really go with Matoma. I mm-hmm. think that's a you know a good player to go with. Tough in terms of the fixture run. I think he is going to miss a game at some point, but he's going to play the majority. I would love to take a punt on Eze. I think Eze with those fixtures coming up, Everton at home, Luton away, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home. That is a lovely four weeks. Penalty taker came on the last game and got an assist for Mitchell. Uh, so he is um, he's somebody I would definitely love to look at. And also somebody that's been doing it all year. Fixtures aren't that nice, but he does have Luton at home in mm-hmm. game week 14 is in Bumo. Again, on penalties. Against Liverpool away is tough. Arsenal at home is tough. But you never know. Just needs to get a penalty and all of a sudden he's outscoring a lot of other players. Yeah. And then he's got Luton at home in game week 14. You said as well, Bowen. Yeah. I've loved Bowen this year. I've owned him since wildcard. He's got Forrest at home, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home. And then two nice fixtures in 16 and 17 as well. If you get Bowen, I think he's just a kind of hold for quite a while. So there's a lot of options. And I think if you've got Madison and he is out for a week or two weeks, and then he's got City in 14. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be getting rid. Yeah, that's what. Because like you mentioned, right, um, you got players earlier before on your wildcard that you really wanted for the fixture. Right? And that's why I'm like, Embraer is that one player that a lot of people are looking for game week 14. And he might have risen in price even more before that time. Um, he's probably a player you could probably go early as well. You never know because just like you said, mm-hmm. you need a penalty. 
Brentford are capable of scoring as well against both Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, so maybe he's also a player to consider, to like save the transfer later down the line and just go early with it. Yeah, definitely. And and in that same respect as well, obviously I've kind of advocated for not going till game week 16, but Palmer's mm. there as well. Mm. Palmer's on pens for Chelsea, got a goal and assist last night, which is a bit of a freak, obviously, because of what happened to Spurs. But if you get him in now from game week 16, he could easily be about, I don't know, five, six mil, whatever yeah, it is. Probably. Um, and he and those six well, six to nine weeks look lovely for him. So yeah, yeah you could see you could jump on him early if you wanted to. Mm. Okay. Um now do we think the Spurs attacking output will be like impacted by the loss of Van der Ven and Romero? I th- I think more so for Madison, yeah. obviously. But I think, yeah, Van der Ven and Romero, it, I still think Ange is going to play high. Attacking, yeah. And I think, you know, it, yeah. And it, obviously I think, if it was it Emerson Royale had to come yes. on in the end? Like they're down to their bare bones, aren't they? And I don't think it will impact them too much, mm-hmm. but I think it will... I mean, if anything, it could make him go the other way. It could make him go the way of um, we've got to score more goals here because mm-hmm. we're not going to be keeping any clean sheets. Um, someone we haven't mentioned, by the way, because Richarlison's out. Brennan yeah. Johnson looks like he's going to be nailed now. He could be somebody you look at as well. But I think um, with the fixtures coming up and with a little bit of uncertainty, they're a tough buy at the moment, potentially. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, yeah. we will move to Forrest, who beat Villa 2-0, which could have been more at times, given the high line that Villa deployed. Uh, given that we targeted Villa for these supposedly easy fixtures, it's a bit disappointing yeah. that they haven't done much in the last two games. Where do you stand with Watkins for the moment? I think Watkins is absolutely fine for this week. Yeah. Home Villa are very, very different to away Villa. Uh, so home to Fulham, I think is absolutely fine. But I think an awful lot of people are going to be moving off him in game week 13. Mm. Um, they've got Spurs away, not nice. They do have Bournemouth away then next as well, but then they've got City and Arsenal. Yeah. I, I I think I think most people will be moving off Watkins in game week 13. So keep him this week yeah. and then maybe sell after that. Okay. Yeah, I've got yeah. Watkins as well. And for me, I think I might look to stretch it out for that Bournemouth game because after the injuries to Spurs, I'm like, oh, no, this is not a bad fixture for Watkins, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, true. Because they could score uh, Villa. But after that, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, tough ride. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm just going to yeah, hope that he time. does something, uh, to be honest, in these couple of games. Um, now, in terms of Matty Cash, again, another injury situation, uh, we think he might be fine because he did like play on a bit after that shoulder injury. Um, if he is out, and I think this will lead into the Newcastle conversation as well a bit later, I've been looking for like defenders and Obviously, yeah. everyone's like kind of waiting for a stupid end, but we don't know when that's going to happen. Um, right. And there aren't that many like clear, good defenses. If you, you've got like Newcastle and maybe Crystal Palace, and then after that, I don't know where to go. I know. I mean, I think Arsenal defenders are going to be quite popular this yeah. week. If you can get to a Gabriel or Saliba, I don't think I'd be going for the wing backs. Mm. Um, so I think Gabriel or Saliba is a good shout. I. Do think personally, I think Cash is a good hold still as well. Mm. Like if if he is fit this week, and I haven't really seen any updates, like you just no. said there, I'm assuming he's okay. Yeah. But if you look after that run, you know, from 17 all the way to what is it? Well, 26. It, it seems absolutely fine. So I was talking quite in depth with um Flapjack last mm. night on Scoutcast, and he was saying the problem is, and I completely agree with this, by the way, a lot of us are moving to these 
cheaper options because yeah. players are getting injured. And all of a sudden, like I'm looking at my team, I've got like Simacas. Eventually, I'm going to have like Livermento or Lascelles. Like people have got Maguire. People. All of a sudden, you could have four or five players that one week rotation hits or yeah. these players come back and you don't have any defenders yes. and it's not like we've got wild cards to beat it so i would be if as much as possible especially if the rest of your defense looks a bit dodgy try and bring in those players that are sure things moving forward like even if they're not um even if they're not the best of fixtures mm. like for instance newcastle we know newcastle are really good defense i would still invest in say a newcastle defender mm. because i know that their fixtures are nice in a little while, but at least I know they're not going to be, you know, screwing me over later yeah. on, basically. So I, th- I think that's just worth keeping in the back of your mind. But yeah, Palace defenders look quite good. Newcastle and, and Arsenal, I would say, are probably my top ones. Okay. Um, yeah. In Would we apply the same? I guess Watkins also, same thing with like DRB and any other Villa play in terms of like looking to sell off because the, the attackers, like there is that fixture swing between Villa and like, Brentford with regards to Embremo and then you still have West Ham who are pretty good as well. So the same thing mm-hmm. probably applies? Yeah, to an extent. I think I think with defence, it's always different. You want to try and pick those defenders that are going to last you for quite a long time because mm. you don't want to be using those those transfers on them. Whereas at the moment, especially midfield and those two striker spots, we're basically just jumping off good asset to another good asset. And I think it's just making sure you have your structure in place to make sure that you can jump to as many good players as possible. Um, you know, Villa are fine, but I think from 13 to 16, you're going to want to be jumping on another another attacker. Mm. You know, we want Mbumo for 14, so making sure that you can move to him as well. And I think it's just making sure you can jump onto those really nice fixtures because Luton and Sheffield United in particular, mm. you want to be attacking those fixtures. And Mbumo at home to Luton, I mean, I, I am not going to want to go into that game week without him. He's, he's genuinely captaincy material there yeah. if Salah wasn't at home to Fulham. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's one of those fixtures you want to try and get onto. So it's just making sure you have that flexibility. Mm. Yep, fair enough. Uh, okay, let's move. Newcastle beat Arsenal 1-0, which continues the streak of it being 10 games within these two where at least one team has kept a clean sheet. Um, <laughs> so we are a VAR aside. Arsenal have looked poor uh, attacking-wise. Here we are thinking of doubling up an Arsenal attack ahead of Burnley. Um, where do you stand with them? Uh, yeah, it's a really tough one because I've got Saka at the moment and mm. he has disappointed me. Like I, I really did a lot to try and get him into my team after wildcard. And it was looking at this fixture on as well. You know, these next four weeks look lovely. They've had tricky fixtures. I don't think they're creating as much as maybe they were before. Odegaard out's going to hurt them as well. I don't think they've got a player like him that's going to replace him. So... I think it's tough. I, I was trying to look at getting an catcher in this week and I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I want to put my eggs all in that uh, Arsenal attacking mm. basket, to be perfectly honest. The one thing I will say is, though, fixtures breed form mm. and those fixtures, they could easily score two or three goals in each of those games. But I think I probably, if I didn't have an Arsenal defender, I think I'd probably like an Arsenal defender in those fixtures as mm. well. I think at least three of those, I could see clean sheets easily. So... I think if you haven't got a defender, that's probably the way I would go. If you had to, because uh, we spoke about Madison, right? Like downgrading Madison or even a Ming son to an Arsenal midfielder, would it be Martinelli? Or would we just like say you're happy with like one defender and Saka and that's enough from Arsenal? 
Uh, I'd always prioritise Saka yeah. because I think he is that that one player. I, I like Martinelli, but he's that one player. The fact he's on penalties as well. Yeah. Odegaard's now potentially out for a couple of weeks. So, you know, he's not going to be passing the ball to yeah. him for penalties, which, God, that annoyed me for quite a while. Um, so so that's big. And obviously his two nicest fixtures, Burnley and Wolves at home. He seems to take pens at home. I don't know whether yeah. that's a thing. But um, I think if you, Saka's got to be your priority. If you can't get to Saka... I think Martinelli's fine, but I'd, I'd look at him in my team every week and think, oh, I just wish I had Saka. So I no, think I'd like Saka, I said, what would you do? Would you double up? Or... Uh, no, I don't okay. think I would. I yeah. think I'd get a defender. That would be my priority. Yeah. I just don't think I trust their attack enough. And there's other midfielders yeah. I'd want above Martinelli. Okay. Because there is the likes of the Bowen um, mm. and we, that we discussed about. Um, so that's why I was like wondering, is the Burnley fixture like maybe looking like we're just too focused on that one burn fiction just avoiding all the other teams as well or yeah. that's yeah no exactly yeah. and it, like like you said you know there's other teams that have really nice fixtures too and i've mentioned him once or twice but Eze could be a brilliant differential yeah. for the next four weeks yeah okay uh, we will have to monitor and see madison's injury situation as well and see what happens yeah. because of that um from newcastle point of view i think now dan burn is out and i was hoping to see from the champions league fixture um, out of Lewis Hall or Livermetter, who would start their spot? Both started, but it seems like Lewis Hall got that left-back spot and Livermetter was playing right wing, at least based off the, mm. the li- lineup uh, uh, positioning. So do we think Lewis Hall has like fully got that spot or is that a bit of a rotation risk and would you rather go Lascelles for anyone looking for a cheap option? Uh, so interestingly in that yeah. game, it looked like later on in the game, Lewis Hall went off, Trippier went yeah. to left back and, and Livramento were finished at right back. I think that's what we're going to be seeing moving forward. I think we're going to be seeing still Lascelles, but I think it's going to be Trippier left back and um, Livramento right back. Mm. The the big thing about if you pick Livramento, and I'm tempted, I am tempted to go that way. The big thing if you pick him is you're just going to have to be okay with the fact that he's going to miss one or two weeks. Because mm. I think if you're picking him thinking he's going to play every single week, no. I just don't think it's going to happen. Especially with Lewis Hall there and Trippier being so effective on uh, from the right as well. I think if you were really worried, and like I said before about can you really afford to have another rotation risk in your mm. defence, I think Lascelles is a fine pick as well i think he's cheap yeah. botman we have no idea when he's going to be back and it could be quite a while yet yeah. so i think lascelles is fine i am quite happy with my defense and feel like i could take the risk on livermento yeah but then the sales is you know we're struggling for money and the sales is 0.2 less than him i think 0.3 yes. maybe 0.2 less yeah I mean, yeah yeah um so i, I think either is fine i think it just kind of depends what your defense looks like and how you want to kind of attack the next couple of fixtures but i think lascelles and livermento could be quite good picks moving forward okay we will yeah because i've already got lessons and uh, trippier so i'm kind of like happy with that side in terms of defense yeah that's um, good um but like for those looking for because i was i had questions from people like oh, looking for defensive options in terms of where to go yeah. um and like we mentioned earlier right there aren't that many defenses maybe Aston palace and newcastle at this point that you can actually yeah, suggest yeah. with like confidence that these people can keep a clean sheet um, I, I thought Livermento did very well against Martinelli as well mm. at the weekend. He looked really good. He didn't look like a player that's been out for a very long time. And he, he came back against one of the you know best wingers in the league mm. and he did very well. Mm. So I, I think Cal trusts him defensively. It's just whether he gets you enough games moving forward. And yeah. from game week 17, if he can get those three games against Fulham, Luton and Forest, you're going to be laughing. Yeah, okay. But those are the ones with the tight turnaround. 
that's the thing exactly uh, that's exactly. where anyhow might rotate and then you're like ah oh, you probably get two out of three or something like that you'll get you'll get the three trippier ones though yeah probably <laughs> hopefully yeah <laughs> we'll see yeah exactly um okay um let's talk about captaincy um interesting decisions this week uh where mm. do you stand oh it's tough this week i'm not going to be on harland yeah. I, i know i'm not going to be on harland um it's either going to be salah brentford at home uh which i think is fine i think mm-hmm. you know salah at home is always fine i i was tempted by watkins yeah fully. villa at home is is very different i do like the watkins shout and i also like saka as well saka at home to burnley i i like saka because i don't think a lot of people will be on him because mm. arsenal have had a tough run recently but burnley at home is lovely so it's between those three i think um i don't think i'd be going anywhere else because it's i think it's just enough to own the other players if you have them like for instance bowen as a um you know diaby all those players so i think or even matoma by the way yeah. sheffield united at home so this is the week i mean this is the lovely week in between the two horrific weeks isn't it yes. game week 11 horrendous game week 13 horrendous game week 12 we're hoping for big scores this week so yeah i think a lot of people are going to be off harland i think salah's the way i'm probably going to go okay yeah I- for me right now the bus team has sala as captain um yeah. but watkins is tempting saka on the other hand he's just put up 0.02 xg in the like the last three games and i'm like can yeah. i really go here i i'm happy oh, no. to own but like i don't know if i want to give the armband at the moment Burnley is so bad though. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing and like he only needs a pen, doesn't yeah. he? But then the tough thing is obviously Salah's on the pens too. Yeah, so that's... I it's whether you think either of those two players are going to outscore Liverpool, you know, Salah at home and I think it's going to be on him, isn't it? Yeah, but cuz Brentford are no pushovers as well. That's the other thing. So it is going to be a very interesting um game that as well. Uh Yeah, another week of captaincy where I think we go with the popular captain and then someone else just does that's better than the popular yeah, captain. I know. So we'll have to wait and see. I oh, know. Should be learning, shouldn't we? I know. <laughs> but we will right. see. Uh but yeah, so before we end, I've got two questions as well from the community. Uh one is from FPL Point Break Andrew, uh which is who is the best bird replacement around the same price point or is it worth waiting a week to see if Livermore or Hall is preferred at left back? Uh it's but yeah it depends how quickly you have to move yeah. because your whole defense could be decimated I don't know. Um, yeah so I asked him I'm, about that and he said he has Lascelles, oh, yeah. Cash, Simicas and Guehi so can bench burn uh and one other. He's he's got yeah, I, a I, decent I, defense yeah. I mean so me for instance I've got burn the rest of my defense looks fine but mm. I've got to use a transfer cuz I've got two already. Uh so I'm probably going to be removing him for either Lascelles or Livramento. Mm. Uh it depends which one I go for. I also don't hate the idea of going for a Brighton defender if you can dunk. move up to say like a dunk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we were just saying about how nailed you've got to have these defenders if the rest of your team looks dodgy. They've got Sheffield United at home, they've got Brentford at home, Burnley at home in the next five. You, you could I mean they haven't kept a clean sheet all nope. season, but you know if they're going to they're going to do it in one of those three fixtures. So I don't hate that move either. Um did he have a Crystal Palace when he did, didn't he? Ah uh, yes, Gay. he has Gwehi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say that's quite a nice move as well. Yeah. So I think like you mentioned Dunk maybe or could wait as well because he does have a decent defense that can play this week as well. Um Yeah. And then the next one is from uh Mira FPL Mess 8. Uh is there still some upside in jumping off 
uh, Haaland for the next five-ish game weeks, or has that boat sailed? And if so, for who? <laughs> Uh, by the way, legend Mira, by the way, she's absolutely lovely. Um, she took a photo of, uh, in Sydney for me for the uh, Prasmas, the thing I did. So she's a legend. Um, I personally am not going to do it because yeah. I do not see the upside of moving him to another player. I think if we still had a cane in the league or something like that, I think it's very different then. And you can kind of do that little bit of a hop on, hop off. Mm. But I, I just don't see the benefit of it at the moment, considering I'm hundred percent going to want him back in 16 and look at everything that's happening at the moment. These quick turnarounds of game weeks, there's no guarantee that you're going to have the fit, the transfers you want to move him back in 16. So I think just, just keep him in there and, and just keep him for these next four game weeks. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically all I've got. Um, so thank you Andy for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I, I suppose Scoutcast, come and watch us on a Monday. Uh, we usually record it uh, at eight o'clock, so you can come and watch me, Rich and Seb. Uh, and also I'm I'm on with uh, on Black Box every now and again as well with uh, with Mark and um, Az, or poor Az. Uh, so you're more than welcome to come and watch any of those as well. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me, bud. Thank you. Uh, and you can also find me, uh, Football Chatbox, on YouTube, where I do weekly videos and deadline streams. And that's it for Scout the Game Week. Uh, we'll be back after Game Week 12, which is an international break in the, in the middle. So um, have a good break, everyone. And looking ahead to Game Week 13 as well. And green arrows all.